catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we'll have for you Hashtag Taiwan. Leslie Liao is going to be talking about the Moon Festival from this past weekend. And also mooncakes. I bet some of y'all are still eating mooncakes. It's okay. Don't be shy. They're good. But you might want to be careful how many calories they have. Also, status updates. John and Shirley will be interacting with you, the listener. But first up today... Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, October 5th, and you are listening and watching to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. The one and only. And me, I'm once again Andrew Ryan. Special hello to everyone watching as we broadcast live on Facebook, on the RTI English Facebook page. And uh, drop us a message below to say hi. Yeah. We would love to chat with you. We're going to be doing this interactive style. Jen Dolari is already in. Awesome. <laughs> Great to see you, Jen. A uh, special hello also to our radio listeners who are tuning in on Tuesday from around the world on Radio Taiwan International. Did you have a good weekend, Leslie? Uh, Four-day weekend. Very exciting. Pretty good. Pretty I was good. happy to have a little time off. Yeah. Uh, lots of things happening this weekend. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Golden Melody Awards, which are Taiwan's, I guess, answer to the Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, full ceremony was held this year. Some small social distancing things put in place. Uh, I guess all the uh, nominees were in a little box uh, in preparation for the announcement of who would win. Uh, we're going to talk about the biggest winner, though. Also, Nuit Blanche. Taipei held a successful all-night event with uh, visuals to delight the eyes. Some performances. You were there. I was there. We're going to be chatting about that. Also, we've got a ton more topics. Uh, just a couple to whet your appetite. Apparently, lots of babies have been born at the Taipei Zoo. We're going to tell you about those babes. That's right. And uh, also, another one. This is interesting. You want to be careful. The Ministry of Justice says, watch out for fake lawyers. Would you believe it? Oh, no. All that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. Uh, a little personal joy when I can play out the opening music to the very end. <laughs> you just got it. You always, I think you do it on purpose now. More than ever, you're doing it. Maybe that time in particular, because I held it particularly long. Uh, I, I just love that music so much. I like to rock out to it a little bit. Um, all right, let's start off with the Golden Melody Awards. Of course, this is Taiwan's uh, answer to the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Big ceremony held this year. At a very cool place. In fact, let me show you. I was there. I was not inside the hall this no. year. Um, but I was there outside of the hall. Uh, and I captured a little bit of video. I followed these people walking up the steps. And you can see this. I think it looks pretty cool. It was the uh, the popular music uh exhibition, right? That is right. This is the Pop Music Center in Taipei. Brand new. Can you see that there? Yeah. Uh, 
it's it, I, you know I had a debate about this with my friends like what is that supposed to be shaped like um I, it looks like shells from the the Sydney Opera House except positioned differently yeah, maybe kind of and then there's one across the street and I got almost got into an argument with um with someone about it. I was like that looks like a shoe <laughs> I was like that I, she, and then she was like what kind of what kind of shoe are you talking about? I'm like, this is a shoe. <laughs> it looks like a booty, maybe. <laughs> um, but you can check out pictures of that on the internet. Just do a little search for uh, the uh, new Taipei pop music uh, venue. In fact, there are three buildings here. Yeah. All of the buildings are just super striking. Mm. And the lighting is incredible on them. Just beautiful. Now, that my question is, because we were there because of the, the Nuit Blanche exhibition. Yeah. Was that part of the, the exhibition at all? Because that exhibition was all about lights. That's correct. You have an excellent question there for which I do not have an answer. <laughs> okay. I think, though, that that's probably a long-term thing because the lighting on that building was just spectacular. It was right. just exquisite. Uh, all the shades of the rainbow um and i think changing slightly as well the big you know there's the big one that looks like a giant box like the rectangular the yes. rectangular one that the tall one, one yes. yeah that one changes colors for sure yeah because i was watching it and i was just like oh it's red and then i walked a few steps like oh wait now it's blue <laughs> so what are you guys doing are you trying to make me think i'm having hallucinations because <laughs> that it's or working. a majorly colorblind <laughs> So, yeah, no, it was very cool to to view it from the outside. Right. Um, but what was going on on the inside was super cool, too. Um, this year, the biggest winner, Abao, yeah, uh, I believe, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, who is an indigenous singer. Uh, and she is incredible. She just kind of came uh, out, you know, with her first album this year. Mm. Um, I hadn't heard of her prior to this year, in For fact. For me, yeah, I heard about her maybe... A few days before the Gold Melody Awards. Okay. And uh, my friend was just like, you have to listen to this, the vocals, the, the, the vocal chords on this uh, singer here. And it was Apal. And I was like, oh my goodness. This is the one that he showed me, the, the thank you to all my angels. Yes. She's singing in, the, in a church. Yes. Now, I wish I could share the music with you, but due to copyright concerns, we can only show you the visuals for now. Um, but I'll, I'm going to drop that link right into our Facebook live feed in just a moment yeah. as soon as I have my computer again. <laughs> I mean, the, it's, it's uh, when, you, when you hear her sing, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I have absolutely no words. There's, there's actually been a slew of uh, indigenous singers up and coming um, in mm-hmm. Taiwan recently, one of which is, I can't remember his name, but he raps in his traditional language, mm-hmm. and it is really fresh. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of indigenous singers. There have been for many years, but they haven't yeah. always gotten the kind of the love that you think that they should get for how good their music is. Well, actually... They're some of the most loved Taiwanese singers are indigenous, right? You have Ame, you have Alin, mm-hmm. um, uh, you have uh, Zhang Zhenyue. I can't remember his... Ayue. And they're excellent, but they kind of subscribe to the more traditional Mando pop scenery. But mm-hmm. you, you see a kind of, um, not even like a revival, but almost like a renaissance in which indigenous culture is now starting to be celebrated. And I think that's great. I think that's excellent. I think it's long in the coming. You know, there've yeah. been, there's been so much great music. Um, I think they're starting to connect with a non-indigenous audience in a new way yeah. that we haven't seen before. Uh, for example, Apao recently had um, some concerts, uh, I think in Taipei, Taichung, Kaohsiung. And her music is largely in her indigenous language. Yeah. Um, I believe, is she Taiwan? 
Oh, goodness. Yeah, I believe she's Paiwan. If I'm incorrect, somebody please correct me on that. Um, but she, uh, you know, the crowds that listen to her don't necessarily speak that language. Yeah. You know, and for, I think for uh, people in Taiwan to listen to music that's not in Mandarin, Taiwanese, or English, uh, is, is a little bit more difficult for them to find the music approachable. But people have really resonated with her music just so much. It's, uh, I think it's just one of those things where her vocals are just so powerful. So powerful. And you know what that song is about? That song that um, I just showed you, Thank uh. You, that's her thanking the medical workers in Taiwan for all that they have done to help wow. Taiwan fend off COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and then the style of the music is just incredible, too, because it's, I mean, it's like, it's like a gospel choir. How are you not going to love that subject? You How know? are you not going to love that subject? If you are interested in Abao's music or have enjoyed it, or maybe share your thoughts with us below, we'd love to hear from you. Of course, in addition to Thank You, uh, which won uh, Song of the Year, she also won um, Album of the Year for her album, uh, Kinakayan, which means um, mother tongue, okay. appropriately enough. Uh, and of course, this also won the Best Indigenous Language Album. Now, that might be a little bit confusing for people. How did it win two Album of the Year awards? One is album, a total Album of the Year. Yeah, the other yeah. one is Indigenous Album. That's because they actually have four um, categories for album. Yeah. Sorry, five. So, they have Mandarin, Taiwanese or, you know, uh, Minayu, mm. uh, uh, Hakka, and then Indigenous Languages. So, of those four, actually, it's of all of the albums that are nominated in those categories, they then choose, the jury chooses one that's like overall album of the year. It's like the Oscars last year. I think Parasite won Best Foreign Feature and Best Film of the Year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... That's that's a twofer. That's a twofer. It's, a it's twofer. not unlike what's going on here, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's similar. Now, she actually was nominated for a ton of awards, I believe for eight awards yeah. in total. Um, picking up three, but this is a really tough thing to do. You know how many people or how many albums were submitted for this? Albums and extended play records were submitted for this year's awards. Wild guess. 514? 1,348. Oh, how many? Wow, is that that much music's produced? I guess on so. On a yearly basis. That is amazing. The creativity permutations are still... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still, people are being very creative. All I have right. to say, it's not just uh, music from here in Taiwan. I believe it's also, uh, it's it's Mandarin language in general. So, we've seen, of course, singers from across the Chinese-speaking world winning. You know, we've seen people from Singapore, Malaysia, of course, China right. as well. Right, 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 so, right, it's right. not just Taiwan. It's like the, I guess you could say the Mando pop Plus Taiwan pop, yeah, yeah. Hakka pop, That's, indigenous pop world. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. When you put it that way, I mean, I think maybe a thousand might seem a little too few. Well, you have to remember in this day and age when people aren't really putting out music, you know, they're not putting out albums, traditional albums anymore. Yeah. A lot of it's being shared online. I think it's it's a tough thing to, to you know, to be still putting out physical albums. Yeah. Quick question from Jen Dolari says, thanks for the link. I've actually not heard much Taiwanese music outside of what gets played on Feast Meets West on the Saturday Shortwave show, which is your show, Andrew. Do any of the other days as shortwave broadcasts have a music segment? That There's, is an excellent question. Yeah. We do have uh, one other music show, which is Shirley's show, right? Yeah, we actually have two. That's right. Cl uh, just, just, just the classics. The classics. And um, I... I think I I host just the classics every every so often. I think once a month, 
And um, the fun part of that is I get to share, I share some Mando Pop, but I share the Mando Pop that I grew up with. Which is is a little bit, uh, I don't want to say older. Cause... It's like 2000, 2003, <laughs> 2004. It so, was so not super old. Not super old. Uh, so we should say, actually, listen in today, uh, Jukebox Republic uh, comes out on Mondays. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Just the Classics comes out on Wednesdays. All right, yep. So I would highly recommend both of those shows. All right, any Nuit Blanche favorites? Should we explain what Nuit Blanche is first? You go for it, man. If I'm going to say it properly, Nuit Blanche is French for uh, white night. Uh, it happens first uh, week in October every year. This year, there were only four cities in the world that held these events. Uh, one of them was Taipei. Mm. Um, and of course, that's due to the pandemic. Uh, and this year, there were 16 different light installations, massive displays of lights in Taipei. And the Taipei one, right? Yep. Uh, and it took place in the Nangang district this year for the first time. Uh, and then uh, like 40 or 50 performances uh, that are just go up on the street, on stages throughout yeah. the district. What'd you think? What, what time were you there? I was there. I okay. So it was. It happened on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I had dinner until like nine thirty. So I, I didn't get there until like ten, I think. Okay. And man, that's all. There was a lot of people there. What, how, when were you there? I was there at like twelve thirty one a.m. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, and it was packed still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like shoulder to shoulder. And uh, you would have thought it was. Like New Year's in Taipei. And it was so big that they had to extend the hours on the MRT. Yes, that's right. Did you take one of the extended hour MRTs? I did not. So, I got on, I was I was thinking, how am I going to get home, right? Because mm-hmm. at 1.30 in the morning, like, your options are pretty minimal. It's either walking, you bike, taxi. I live, uh, just to give you an idea, I live probably an hour away by bike. You, you live, <laughs> like... You live in, in, in an area that's very broad as it is already. It's pretty far south. I lived, at, you know, down in Xindian, which is very southern Taipei. Yeah. Uh, so, I kind of just moseyed on over to the MRT station thinking, you know, who knows? <laughs> and it was open. Yeah. So, every 20 minutes and they were letting people off the train, but you could only get on the train at the uh, the site of the Nuit Blanche events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I biked it from Zhongxiao Donghua. So, it's still another 40 minutes. That's home. still a pretty long <laughs> way, man. At 2 a.m. That is dedication, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, what did you think of the exhibition as a whole? I have to say, there were too many people, I think. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they could, with that size of a crowd, they could probably have had more uh, exhibits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want to complain because there were still some really impressive things happening there. I saw a tennis match in the middle of an intersection. I saw that too. And then did you see, the, like, right right by that, there were the people sleeping on the ground. Did yes. you see that one? <laughs> and that was blowing my mind because... Um, You're like, is that a performance? Is this people? Like What's yeah, there were, like, people with um with these eye, eye masks on and uh-huh. they were just, like, walking around holding pillows, like, <laughs> sleeping on people. Are we sure they're performers? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> but, like, with art, I don't even know, man. Like, Who art knows, always... Man. If anything, I learned that the the developmental stage for where I could potentially have any artistic appreciation has long gone, man. Oh, stop it. Long, oh, I, no, no. Did you sense. see the giant, like, monolith? The, the which the the big um there was a big uh like like they called it a data monolith it was a big screen yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually have some imagery of that yeah I watched that and that that was like <laughs> uh, 
throughout the like throughout the whole thing it was really cool the concept behind it was just like what happens if you give an ai like a visualizing ai a bunch of old this old data and then like how would it go about visualizing it but then there was like there were all these visuals that I was just it, it it escaped me within like thirty seconds. Andrew, are we talking about the same thing? I'm not 100 percent sure. It's a big screen, right? It was a big box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I have this on screen. Let me just have a little look here. Is this is this the one we're talking about? Um, let's see if I can play this. Yeah, let me see what this is. Um, gonna have to give me a second here. Yeah, don't was, worry about it. But it had music. It had sounds, kind of uh, crispy sounds. Yeah, and kind of weird things happening. Like and, all these, all these textures, these bubbly textures, and there's like granite, marble. It oh went yeah, through. I think this is definitely the same one that we're talking about here. I mean, how many of these could there have been? Yeah. Then again, I don't really get art, so there might have been many of them. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, we're buffering. Let me know when it starts to I, play. Oh, you got a really close up. Were you sitting down? Is it playing? Yeah, I was sitting right in not front. Not yet. No, it's not sitting. It's not playing. Oh. But... Well, we can chat some more until it starts yeah. to pay attention to me. Anyway, I was I, I was off this side. I know where exactly you were. So, like, if you were off to the right, I was off to the grass. Okay. And, um... Oh, man. It was just, like, seven minutes of, <laughs> Leslie, you are not artistic at all. Like, <laughs> like that, that, that was the entire thing I was thinking. I was turning to, to, to people. I was like, do you guys, did you guys get any of that? What is happening here? Yeah. At one point, I kind of turned around and looked at the crowd because the crowd was just mesmerized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. And I it, think, was it, supposed to, was it supposed to mesmerize you? I think so. Quite I mean, possibly. Again, we're doing this without sound, um, but you get the idea, I think, from the visuals. Yeah. There were a lot of these noises, right? Like, mm. I, I, I can't even describe it, man. But, like, all the imagery that was just passing by, there was, like, oh, it was, like, like like I think I saw, like, the, the, the Shintian too, like, the heartbeat things. And then I saw, like, all these artifacts whiz by. And then all of a sudden, like, it turned into, like, ramen or something like that. I was, like, I, I, I have no idea. I saw, like, little, like, hairy things, like, kind of, like, yeah, 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 like undulating. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, like a sea urchin, right? <laughs> I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, this is exactly what I saw. And then, like, I was almost just, like, is this the same thing every time? Different every time. Is it different every time? I think so. You mean this particular art installation yeah, or like, Nuit Blanche? It, no, like, this, this art <laughs> installation. It resets every five minutes, right? But... I was thinking, does it play the same thing over and over again on I don't loop? Know. Or is it if it's because it's AI, it's like interpreting it oh. differently every time. At one point I feel like it sucked my whole brain into it. And oh, I yeah. had to just like step away. Oh I was yeah. Like, no, okay, like, I think we're done. I think that I think that was <laughs> default for everybody. So you enjoyed the the Nuit Blanche event? I did. It was uh it was refreshing. It was um I couldn't even imagine what other people might think from other countries about that i think just the fact that everybody was walking around and not that many people wearing masks because we don't have any local transmission since Mm mid-may really so it's pretty safe to be in a crowd i mean i had a mask on just because i felt weird not having one on um at any rate we're super excited to have had that and we'll bring you some more images uh in some videos in this coming week and in uh this taiwan insider on wednesday yeah we should mention we're going to do it a day early again because of the national day that's right and preparations we got that's a right. live show for the national day you want to do a uh, promo for that yes uh, i will be doing the live show from 10 to 11 in the morning and that will include coverage of what's going on outside of the presidential office where the ceremony always is we're gonna we're gonna bring you uh english coverage of president Tsai's speech and are we gonna see you or just hear you i think most for the most no, for the most part we're gonna leave all of the visuals to the president right yes um it would be nice if you could see me i'm not 100 percent sure yet yeah we're working on it yeah we'll, we'll figure it out we'll let you know more when the time comes around 
I uh, do want to give a little shout out to Jessica Chang. Hello. We also have uh, Mukhlasur Rahman. Uh, so thank you to everybody who's writing in, leaving messages below. Uh, yeah, it's great to have everybody on for our live feed. It makes it fun and interactive. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on now to some of the babies born at the Taipei Zoo. Yeah. Do you have pictures of that? I do, actually. And uh, you know what? I'll share that. Oh, that one's just so adorable. <laughs> anyway. Come on, um, share. <laughs> wow. Okay, so apparently, you know, over the past few months, the big star at the Taipei Zoo obviously has been the new panda. That's new right. baby panda. Whose name is? Uh... Yuanbao. Yuanbao. That's right. right. That's right. They called. They used to call Roro, and that, but that was just a nickname. Right. And uh, but apparently, that's not the only one we should be celebrating because Taipei Zoo has also birthed uh, Formosan Ceros, which is I think like what is that? I, I, I think it's almost like a deer. <laughs> Eurasian otters, penguins, koalas, marmosets, black caps, squirrel monkeys, uh, a pangolin. Was born there as what? well, and that's that's a huge deal, right? Like penguins are a big deal. That's a huge deal. You're right. Yeah, they're, they're a protected species. Um, is there something in the water, or is there like are they? Did they bring jazz musicians in to sing? Like, I think they might be playing Marvin Gaye, <laughs> since like so few people are visiting. Anyway, I got this little tapir over here. Mm-hmm. Look oh, at him. look at him! Look at him! A little tapir. It's called a Malayan tapir, and its name is. Uh, Trinfen, uh huh, at the Taipei Zoo. Okay, and uh, I don't know, man. It's I I love baby animals, dude. Like who who doesn't love baby animals? I mean, baby animals are they look the way they do in order to make us want to take care of them and protect them. That's exactly something, what it is. It's like a genetic thing, right? Yeah, 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 something in our DNA. When we see babies of any species, we feel protective. It's just so you just want to go oh oh good them behind the ears. Although some of these babies, you don't want to touch them. <laughs> Um, they're saying like, and they're saying like, this is a huge, this is a huge deal because mm-hmm. these are also like rare and endangered species. Uh, visitor arrivals are down twenty to thirty percent because of the virus, mm-hmm. and I think I need to like kind of give credit where credit is due because Taipei Zoo is a massive zoo, mm-hmm. and it is a wonderful zoo. It is. It's actually a world class zoo. They yeah. have a zoo nutritionist, which is something that not every zoo has. Yeah. Um, and they really take this seriously. Uh, you know, we have a, a, a lagging birth um, rate in Taiwan for humans. Yeah. So, nice to see they're working on the animals. I mean... <laughs> Doesn't help our GDP, maybe? Nah. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean they, they must attract something, right? There's got to be sure. some kind of... Like, the pandas have their own house. It's called the Giant Panda House, right? And they got, like, three gift shops in there. Have you ever been in there? I know. Seriously. There's, like, two cafes, three gift shops. So, maybe there, maybe it is helping the GDP. <laughs> yeah, I think, you think so, right? Um, yeah, but they're saying, like, this is... the. They're just like, I have absolutely no idea, you know? They're, 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 I think maybe the zookeepers just have more time. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, the tapir who was... The father of the tapir that I just showed you was actually featured in Ang Lee's Oscar-winning film, The Life of Pi. Oh, yes. Which was shot here in Taiwan, if people didn't know that. Yeah. That's kind of exciting. And, uh, you this know... This is the... Uh, not, not the baby, because that would have been... It would have no, been no, the no, parents. No. Yeah, the mother? The okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's the, here's the baby panda. Oh, goodness. You, you, when we first saw the baby panda, like, she couldn't even open her eyes. But now, look at her. She's got she's, she's got her spots. She was, she was all... 
Oh, she didn't even have any fur on her when we first, oh, when she my first saw her, right? Yeah, super, like a little pink jelly bean. There was just so much news on her that like you kind of, <laughs> we, we've been seeing this thing grow up. I know, seriously. And uh, her eyes actually opened up now. Oh, goodness. I hate to jump from um, animals to lawyers, but yeah. uh, we need to do that. We have like one minute left. Okay. We're going to play a little tinkly music to play it. us out. And you can tell us about why we need to be worried about lawyers. Ministry of Justice says if you're looking for a lawyer in Taiwan, make sure to go online and check their database of approved lawyers. Because apparently one man in his 50s, surnamed Who, has been going around. Who? Who? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Has been is going around offering his legal services when he has absolutely no business doing so. I, I apologize. That was that was not an appropriate joke. But like at the same time, like how does a guy just wake up one day and just be like, you know what? I'm going to impersonate a lawyer. This, this you were saying earlier, this reminds you of a storyline from community yeah one of the main characters jeff winger he's in community college because he faked his way into a bachelor's degree any fans of community out there yo let us know leave a little comment we'd love to hear from you well thank you so much for joining us for this edition of here in taiwan i'm andrew ryan i'm leslie leo and stay tuned much more ahead on rti for our radio listeners Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to be taking a look at the Moon Festival, which happened over this past weekend. It was a long weekend in Taiwan, where people had four days off between Thursday and Sunday. And in Taiwan, we celebrate Moon Festival in many different ways. Namely, we do barbecue, but we also eat mooncakes. Now, mooncakes are delicious. They're a great snack, but the problem is they are very, very calorie hefty. A small mooncake, three inches in diameter, can be up to a thousand calories. Now, what makes them so fatty? Well, I'm going to dive into it in this week's Hashtag Taiwan, which is coming up, so don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about Moon Festival 2020. This year, it's coming up on October 1st. In Taiwan, we celebrate Moon Festival in many ways. We barbecue, eat palmellos, and of course, look at the moon. Oh, and we also eat mooncakes. Mooncakes are delicious, and they come in a huge variety of flavors. Generally, mooncakes are made with red bean, mung bean, or date paste fillings. Sometimes they'll have egg yolk, sometimes they won't. But mooncakes have also evolved with people's tastes. There are now cheesecake-filled mooncakes, ice cream mooncakes, and even Oreo-flavored mooncakes, like the ones seen in Vietnam I talked about last year. But did you know that mooncakes are deceptively calorific? Mooncakes are generally quite small, maybe about 3 inches in diameter, but they are dense. Check out this graphic, which has been circulating the internet for a few years now. This picture always reminds me to mooncake moderately, and yes, I used mooncake as a verb. A mooncake can be anywhere from 700 to 900 calories, which is about one-third to half the suggested daily intake for an adult. Even the most conservative mooncake, which is the baked lotus seed paste mooncake, is the caloric equivalent of five fried chicken drumsticks. I mean, personally, I'd choose the five fried chicken drumsticks over the mooncake, but that's just me, you know what I'm saying? Mooncakes are so calorie dense because of their high sugar and high fat content. Anyway, if I've successfully turned you off of mooncakes for this moon festival, allow me to suggest an alternative. Instead of enjoying mooncake with your mouth, enjoy them with your eyes. Ray on Twitter had the genius idea of judging mooncake emojis from different online platforms. Honestly, I didn't even know mooncake emojis were a thing. 
Hmm. You might be wondering, how do different platforms have different emojis? Shouldn't they be all the same? In short, Unicode dictates what objects can become emojis, and tech companies are free to interpret the emojis however they want within reason. First up is the Apple emoji found on iPhones. Ray says, nice egg wash, good bake, solid little sunny pattern. I actually agree, that mooncake looks pretty photorealistic for an emoji. Next. Google has the entire yolk in the side. Solid filling, some gradients, could be better on the rounded shape. I know some people will retch at the presence of egg yolk in their mooncakes, but I have come to enjoy it. Microsoft, this is a Ritz cracker. She's not wrong. Samsung also has a side yolk, but otherwise it's similar to Apple, but with a more traditional pattern. I use a Samsung, and I never noticed a mooncake emoji, but then again, I don't really use emojis. I use the original emoji, my face. A cut yolk detail from WhatsApp. Facebook, please take notes. Wait, doesn't Facebook own WhatsApp? Shouldn't they be the same? A nice center yolk, but I don't know what this top is supposed to be. Twitter, is it like a chocolate ganache? I would eat one. I would eat one too. Oh, you know this Facebook one is dense, like you need the whole family to eat one. That's a cake. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this detailed look at calorie-free, digitized mooncakes. I hope it helps curb your urge to mooncake excessively this year. But if I'm being perfectly honest, I really want a mooncake right now. Now that's all the time we have for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed this inside look at mooncakes. I know we have a lot of listeners from all over the world, so let me know if you guys celebrated Moon Festival, and if you did, how did you celebrate it? You can always reach out to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International or facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. Both of those message boxes will reach us. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. Listen, are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters that you write us in the past week um, about what programs you listen to and what you think about them. We always like your comments and just suggestions, how we can do better and all that. But before we do that, though, we're going to update our personal status a little bit. Yeah, we're in the midst of two long weekends here. In That's a right. sandwich between them right now. Yeah. So we just had the Mid-Autumn Festival, which mm -hmm. happened to fall, was it on a Thursday this year? Thursday, October so 1st. everyone uh, got Friday off and Thursday. Yeah, and so then, it was a long weekend. And then coming up is National Day. Uh, we're going to do a little plug here while we're at it. National Day, that's Saturday mm -hmm. this week. And you can join us. Uh, well, all over the place. I think we're going to do a live broadcast, live broadcast of the National Day celebrations. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> we're, in the, we're sandwiched between two long weekends is the I point. Know. Right. So what did you do on the, the well, the second one's still coming up. Right. The first one. Anyway. The first one anyway. Yeah, Mid-Autumn Festival was four-day thing and October 1st was the Mid-Autumn Festival. And it turns out that actually, you know, according to the uh, lunar calendar, it's always, always my mother-in-law's birthday. 
That's a so, special coincidence. Yeah. And then my father-in-law's birthday is like three days after hers. Oh. So we kind of all celebrate together. Although, um, I mean, although this year my father-in-law is turning 90. Well, Ooh. it's according to the, um, you know how they add a, an extra year to the actual birth? I mean, yeah. actual age. The so. uh, East Asian general idea in yeah. a lot of places. I think Korea does this too, is that your time in the womb is considered... <laughs> A year. <laughs> yeah. So you, they, you were born a year old. It's nine months, but close enough. Right. And it's funny because, um, you know, my mother-in-law was saying that how they don't celebrate the 89th because in actuality, he should be turning 89, but skip over that and just go like he just she just said you just don't don't celebrate 89th hmm. or any 79th or 69th or something like that. I don't know. I've heard so, similar things. Yeah, from right. Other it's nearby countries. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that was kind of neat. Now, um, you know, it's funny because on October 1st, the Middle Autumn Festival Day, um, my mother was pretty, you know, she takes that day pretty seriously. It's actually one of the three major holidays in a calendar year it's the where one, the yeah. Chinese, you know, speaking families and communities really celebrate. Like, you know, even like, you know, people would make the time to to travel home, right. you know, for those holidays. So one is Chinese New Year's, the other is Mid Autumn Festival, and then there's the is it the, the Dragon Boat Festival? Yeah. Well, some people might. Well, it's not one of the big ones, but a lot of people get together for the Qingming or Qingsuping Festival. Oh too. yeah, but that's, that's something too. I think less. It's uh, not one of the big ones. No, not really. But it's but it's yeah, where you pay respects to your ancestors right. and all that. But so. um, so originally she said, let's uh, make a reservation at a restaurant. And then you should have seen her line message because she kept changing her mind. And she said, oh, you know what? It's going to be crowded. And it's just um, it's just so better, so much better off at home. No, I'll cook. And then my, my daughter was saying, um, Grandma, you're always cooking all the time. No, you take a rest. And it's your birthday, too. So let's go out to eat. And then she was like, really? But after like five seconds, she says, no, I think I really want to cook at home. <laughs> so, okay. So then she made curry. But the thing was that all of a sudden, she started flashing these pictures of a Thai restaurant menu. And I was, we were going like, what's going on? And she was going to order takeout from a, a few dishes of takeout from this particular Thai. Right? Yeah. So side dishes, right? And she'd do the rest. Yeah. So then she ended up ordering six dishes from the Thai restaurant. She made a curry and a vegetable dish herself. So Ooh. actually, it turned out to be really yummy. It was just like um, a hotel down the street from where they live, my in-laws live. And and um, so actually she, she intended for my husband to drive and then like pick her up and then go pick up the food. So um, I, she ordered a fish. It was like so yummy. The thing was that the fish is like really big and long. And, and, and the thing was that she decided that we want to bring our own containers to fill this food because they had like these paper plates last time when she had takeout from that place. And she didn't like that. Not eco-friendly. Yeah, I guess. And so we brought our own container, but there's no containers long enough to hold the whole fish. So what the waiter had to do was cut the head off. I mean, gave us a head too, of course. But, you of know, course, it's just like, <laughs> you have to have the head. So, but that was so yummy. It's wow. like sour and spicy, and then there was um, also shrimp soup, seafood soup, and mm. that was also nice and spicy, and and lots of shrimp, lots wow. and lots of shrimp in there. This is not really sounding like traditional mid-autumn festival <laughs> fare in Taiwan. The thing to do is to have a barbecue, and then you eat those mooncakes, right. which are very fattening but delicious pastries. Did yeah, you do any of those things. Well, I guess no, barbecue. no, we didn't. 
No. We did not have the barbecue. We did it. not have mooncakes. Skipped it all. Yeah, skipped it all. You totally. did it your own way. Right. Yeah, we did our own way. Wow. So I don't think my in-laws are really into barbecuing, you know. Oh. But anyway. Um, yeah, there's that, a thick smell me. of smoke in the air the past few days. Everywhere you go. Because there's people, any available space, any park, a any... very nice aroma, actually. It, does, it feels do. like when, once you know that, that like those synapses are formed in your brain, it does feel like... Fall is here, and it's cooled yeah. off significantly too. Uh, oh yeah, significantly. Well, but um, anyway. Hmm. So, and then what else was there? There was uh, there was another like, and, and then I realized what um, songban zhu is like. You know, songban pork. It's actually uh, on the neck, the yeah. neck part of the pig. No, I just learned that recently. <laughs> so I, didn't I know. don't usually. Eat so that we much ordered pork, that, so. you know, from the same restaurant. Hmm. And there was some deep fried, Ooh. deep fried like onion rings and <laughs> so that's more French fries. Well, it's and more then, in line with the not healthy aspect of traditional yeah. autumn festival food. And but. it was like also like seafood patties, like deep mm. fried, um, and fish and and chicken wing. Wow, it was like a lot of food for five of us only. Just you know, my husband and I, wow. my in laws, and then my daughter who managed to be able to make it. You know, after work, she's the one who was married and you know right. is a nurse. Anyway, so it was a lot of food for five of us. I was stuffed, and it was really good actually. <laughs> I was not stuffed from barbecue. I was on stuff from mooncakes. I was stuffed from that Thai food. Well, <laughs> well it was really neat. There's one other thing we should probably share. Speaking of status with our listeners, before I get too hungry, uh, and that's <laughs> um, we want to thank everyone who wrote us with ideas, especially Brian Newell, our listener in Logan. Support Indian in the U.S. who wrote us with ideas about how we should decorate our office. Uh, Brian oh. suggested we make it look like the Bodleian Library. Oh. It's a bit above our budget. We were yeah. given a very strict instructions not to go above it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we spent uh, not this last weekend, but the weekend before that painting. Mm-hmm. And we were both yeah. we were both in here on a Saturday painting, painting the walls. away. Yeah, how was it? I understand it's your first time painting. It was. It was fun. I was more into like washing the brushes and the rollers. Oh. But yeah, I painted some, you know, and and um, but that was really neat. Are we going to be making a video of like showing our listeners our office space now, the way it looks now? I think that was the plan. There was filming that did take place. I'm not sure what Andrew and Leslie oh. will decide to do with that footage. Yeah. Or maybe we're waiting for, you know, or should right, we tell our listeners? The right moment. We're waiting, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, we're waiting for a sign of Taiwan Insider to go on a back wall yeah. where we've painted it blue. Anyway, it's try to picture it. a beautiful shade of blue, too. I know. So we did blue on the back by the, where there's our nice little sofa. Yes. Uh, for meetings. Mm-hmm. And ho- we're thinking of turning that into a mini sets although it's a bit noisy sometimes yeah for um, yeah like ambience live, yeah uh, um ambient live sounds. occasionally maybe but yeah. uh, you know if um it's, it, it, maybe we'll experiment with that and then the other side which i don't think people As will you walk see out very often yeah unless they turn around and see um, it is uh Sort fuchsia. Of hot fuchsia. Hot fuchsia color. It's very beautiful fuchsia color. Yeah. And, and we also, my favorite part is we painted the columns that line the walls of the office mm-hmm. with a very special type of black paint that contains some sort of thickener or, or hardening substance. And when it dries, mm-hmm. if you sprinkle it with some chalk dust, it becomes a blackboard. It's That's essentially right. slate. But it, right, it turns actual slate, into something yeah. rather like slate that you can draw on and erase, and we, yeah. we're going to leave notes to each other. And uh, I've got a column right by my desk. Yeah, I'm trying to think like what I want to put on it. I know it's a lot of pressure, we, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but we can change it all the time. It's, you know, yeah, we've got some nice colorful chalk and so, everything. So, uh, so maybe 
uh, stay tuned because maybe uh, in a coming uh, live stream or other video, uh, we'll feature some of our hard work. We spent the whole day doing that, moving furniture yeah. around, washing things. Well, that was actually fun. It was fun. So, so that's our status. <laughs> yeah. Nice painting day that we had. And then the Mid-Autumn Festival and holiday. An, and another one and coming now, up. Another one coming up. And you can join us. We'll be here on Saturday once again. That's October 10th. And we will be live. With live broadcast. Coverage the, uh, of the 109th, is it? National Day 109th. Celebrations. Yeah. You'll be hearing um, President Tsai Ing-wen's speech. Not to mention, is that's it Leslie sure. Natalie? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. All right. Okay, well, enough said about that. Let's get to your letters. We always love to hear from you. And so do write us and let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And be sure to check out our Facebook page and our line what am I saying? Line. YouTube <laughs> channel as well. All right. Okay, so this first letter uh, coming to us is from uh, Mikio Kohara of Japan. And it says here, I had the pleasure of listening to English language broadcast. I understand English a little. And um, anyway, he lis uh, listened in on September 16th, it was, from 0300 to 0320 UTC at 15320 kHz. I guess, well, the, the simple rating was kind of all over the place. It's 35333 to 35232. So he listened to the news, and uh, he wrote some news items here. President Tsai took a reception to mark the 199th anniversary of Central American independence, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Possibility of upcoming visit by U.S. Undersecretary of State. Well, actually, that uh, happened. he already, already happened. The Southern Taiwan County Pingdong Travel Video won the U.S. Silver Summit Creative Award. Also, the Moon Festival in Taiwan, people are ready to, well, we already did celebrate. <laughs> Popular foods are barbecued meat. Meats, mooncakes, and pomelos. Oh, yeah, pomelos. Um, and then he listened to here in Taiwan a dollar between two men and one female, talked about the recent, uh, some recent events, and about university classes and economic activities under coronavirus infection. Um, under brackets, he said the noise got worse. It was hard to listen. Well, I'm sorry about that. Sometimes we're noisy, too. It could have yeah. just been us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has listened in on another day, September 19th, it was, at 15320 kilohertz as well. Oops, the simple rate is even worse. 25232. Uh, he listened to the news. The U.S. was ready to authorize an arms sale package for Taiwan. U.S. Undersecretary of State uh, met with Vice Premier and Foreign Minister. Plan of the U.S. Uh, bill that's Grab one China policy and store formal ties with Taiwan. Um, Chinese military moves in uh, to Taiwan's air defense identification zone. And then about a memorial service for the late President Li Donghui has received condolence messages from 79 countries. Oh, actually, he also listened to another day, September 20th. And I guess it was a little better. Simple rating was 35333 to 25232. Well, I guess still not that great. Okay, he heard the newsmaker talking about the Taiwanese political party, Democrat Progressive Party opinion, Social Democracy Party policy. He says, under comments, I listened to the broadcast. Uh, this is September monthly report at 15320 kHz. There was noise and fading, and the first time zone was fair, but the noise gradually became stronger after that. I could not listen well. The noise is artificial, like radar waves, for example. In Japan, regarding the new coronavirus, the number of infected people is decreasing after the peak of the second wave. Well, that's good to know. However, be careful. I do wear a mask when I go out. Yes, we do too. What is being said now is that there is growing concern about the 
twindemic epidemic of coronavirus and flu. Yes. Went, oh. It's not, well, I don't think mm-hmm. it's really started yet. It's, it's theorized that it could happen. Yeah. And um, it says the corona vaccine is still under development, but the flu vaccine is available. So I'm thinking of inoculating that before winter. Good idea. Good idea. I always try. Yeah. Oh, you, I know. You always try. It's always you a never, bit of a struggle. But. Right. Okay, and it says, I will continue to listen to RTI English service from now on. Thank you for the service, and thank you for the letter. That was Mikio Kohara of Osaka, Japan. We have a letter here from Shin Makino, staying in Japan, this time from writing from Saitama, Japan. And it says, I wish to report reception of your broadcasting station, Radio Taiwan International. The date of this is... October 2nd. Uh, the time was 0300 to 0334 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. It says uh, that the news was read by Paula Chow, and there were three top stories. Uh, farm ministry protesting to Japan after a municipality there changed the official designation for a group of islands that Taiwan claims. The largest political group in the current European European Parliament released a paper calling for strengthened EU cooperation with Taiwan, and a China task force made up of Republican members of the U.S. House of Representatives recommended closer ties with Taiwan in a new report. Uh, after that, uh, there was a report I did about flu shots, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, which have begun if you're willing to pay your own way. Yeah. Although, um, is it kind of pricey? given my experience, well, it's not the price. It's good luck oh, getting one. I've, right. Yeah. <laughs> I had issues with that before. Um, but they are prepared. They have enough in stock. Uh, it's just, I think, who gets it first is a matter of priority. Like, yeah. people who are more vulnerable. Um, after that, uh, there was here in Taiwan. Uh, Catherine was with me for her very last edition of that show. Very mm. sad. But uh, we talked about a new Guinness World Record holder who is a Taiwanese pencil carving artist. Also, why Taiwanese people are lining up to reserve a space for their earthly remains, and a new survey about insomnia in Taiwan. And that was some of the items we talked about. Uh, and then we closed out with two jingles, uh, both featuring indigenous singing. Sinpo was 34322, rather a mixed bag. Uh, it says here, thank you for sending us a beautiful QSL card every month. I'm always looking forward to seeing what kind of design QSL cards they send me. Although there was strong fading, I was able to receive the signal without interference by setting the AM bandwidth to 2 kilohertz. I hope you find my reception report to be of some use. If the details are correct, please verify it with a QSL verification card. Yours sincerely, Shin Makino of Japan. All right, I've got a letter here coming to us from um, S.S. Bhattacharya of um, India. And uh, he listened in on September 30th um, from 1600 to 1700 UTC at 9405 kilohertz. SIO rating was 444. He said, uh, well, actually, he sent a, you know greetings to us. He said, be safe and fight against coronavirus. Hope all of your staff are safe. Now in our country, going to unlock phase five to normalize human life, to fight against uh, coronavirus. I'm an official monitor of various radio stations. Please give me a chance to become a monitor of a radio station. Well, we'll bring it up with Paula. He had a question for us, actually. Okay. Um, It says, do you open your school university in these days? Are you taking online classes? Well, I think it's both. But school is definitely open. I think they were like... Back to normal. At the beginning, when they weren't sure what was going to happen, totally for sure. Yeah. Um, There was some online... Schooling, I, I heard from some friends um, yes. with kids, uh, but I think it's just a normal school year now. Yeah. Uh, yeah some social distancing right. and things like that yeah. may be in place. But, and wear uh, your mask. And yeah. temperature taking, but Tem- yeah, right. other than As that, enter the pretty school. much normal. That is right. Yeah, we're doing pretty well. For now. The- Fingers crossed. Yes, that is right.
Well, thank you so much. That was S.S. Bhattacharya of India. And thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, that's it for a status update. We still want to hear from you, so do write us. Our address is PO Box 123-199, type in Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And be sure to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel and leave us a comment there. All right. See you next week. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>